We continue to welcome in Major League Rugby's newest members, and we've already spoken to some top five UBC Thunderbird draftees, and in spirit of their rivalry, it's only fair we get a little bit of California Golden Bears insight as well. Rugby Atlanta's fourth overall pick, Seth Purdy, joins the show to talk about his draft experience, rugby journey, and much more. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 39 of the Fantasy Rucker Show. Thank you so much to our Fantasy Ruckers League members, our community members, and everyone else tagging along on this journey of trying to make fantasy rugby a reality in the MLR. Matt Yee, Devin Vandy Vanpool, Ryan Yee here with you, as always, trying to make this all happen. Guys, another week, another busy offseason, roster moves, everything. We, we've talked about it every single episode, but it feels like it, it might be the offseason in the MLR. It surely doesn't feel like it with everything going on. Is it always this crazy in the offseason? Like, no, this is new? this is new. This is got. I mean, yeah, this, this is, is just an absurd amount of, you know, absurd amount of number of like Argentinians coming up the border, you know, Canadians <laughs> coming back home. This is just this is getting crazy, but we love it. But hey, it's yeah. got to be good for the MLR, right? What I would be interested to talk uh, to ask the question about, right? It would be um, the guy who runs MLR Stats. Uh, talk to uh, James Dealey. Uh, yeah, you can check buddy. him out on social media at MLR Stats at Jam Delay on Twitter. Um, he's been keeping up with all the roster moves, and I would like to ask him whether or not the 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 amount of work that he's putting into this offseason with all those updates that he's been doing on a weekly basis with regards to all those roster moves happening and keeping people updated. If it feels like for him that he's been taking on a whole bunch more than it was compared to last season because it surely feels it, like it as someone who follows he's getting him. a pay grade at christmas oh, he, this <laughs> is this has got to be the record of two page posts that he has so you know he's uh i think he's getting put he does to have it. the two page post going it's pretty intense it is pretty to create a whole new template just for this offseason yeah, crazy. Um, all right, well, wait, we got a jam-packed episode in this one. Episode 39, we aren't coming short of anything MLR-related, especially when it comes to fantasy rugby. Uh, we got all that news and notes and stuff. Like, we always break down the latest roster stuff. All those Argentinians that are coming to the MLR, you might not believe the team that they're going to because we talked about it before. It wasn't the team that we expected, so we're going to be breaking mm-hmm. that down. And like we said at the top of the show, got another top five pick here to join us on the Fantasy Rocker Show to dr- talk about his draft experience talk about his rugby journey Seth Purdy of uh, of the California Golden Bears is coming on the show here uh just recently drafted this we are racking them up rugby Atlanta we are we got we're racking up the top five hey we're just missing number one that's it so you know hey we well that that is the connection that we may be able to link here to maybe get that guy on board but before we do that we got to pick his brain here and we got to talk about what it was all like to be um in that top five pick so it is time to welcome on our guest for episode number 39, that is Seth Purdy, fourth overall pick. Woo! Welcome to the show, Seth. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, guys. Happy to be here. Thank you. Um, pretty awesome stuff, man. I don't know how uh, how crazy the offseason has been for you, like we mentioned just now. Um, it's been a pretty wild offseason when it comes to the MLR. It just feels like there's a whole bunch more going on than we've seen in previous offseason. And part of that was the draft and all the hype surrounding it. I feel like a lot more went into um, this year's draft in terms of broadcasting it, in terms of getting it into the public eye in the rugby world. And obviously, you're a big part of that, man. So top five pick. Fourth overall, going to Rugby Atlanta, man. Let's just start it right off the top there, man. How does it feel? Are you excited? How, how, how has the offseason been for you so far? Yeah, no, it's, it's been great, honestly. I, uh, I finished at Cal in the spring, and then I was in Australia over the summer. Um, so I went through my whole draft, draft process, whatever, 15 hours ahead. So oh, I, wow. uh, uh, I was doing it all from Australia, and I get up at like 3 a.m. <laughs> to take calls and stuff like that. So that was a bit of a hassle, but I'm happy it's over. Honestly, it was pretty uh, exhausting, <laughs> yeah, oh but I'm, I'm super excited to be a part of Atlanta and um, yeah, I'm excited to get started. Hey, so, you, was, so you bring up, sorry, you bring up taking calls and stuff. I mean, who, yeah. who, who were you, were you talking to all the teams? Like did all the teams reach out to you and, and did you kind of vet out each one and each ones were kind of vetting you out the same, or was it just like a, a select number of teams? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I would talk to, I talked to, I'd probably say six or seven teams um, okay. and kind of just like more, we do like introductions for the most part, right. Kind of like uh, explain my background, like where I want to go with it. Um, like kind of my desire and stuff like that, I guess. And just kind of feel it like you can tell they're feeling you out, obviously. Um, I wasn't vetting them out for sure. I was pretty happy to go. <laughs> I wasn't gonna be like, actually, no, it's too cold there. But uh, uh, no, no, yeah. So um, it was, it was a, it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. But now, um, how, how, how was that draft process, Seth? And how, I guess, to put into perspective for our listeners and our viewers, how long was it? I know it, it basically starts from, I guess, you designating yourself and you declaring yourself eligible for the MLR draft, and then kind of what happens in between that time, what happens to the days leading up to the draft. Is it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, an extraneous process? Can you just take us through kind of what it's like to, from the moment you decide that you're going to be uh, declaring yourself for the MLR to now you being part of rugby? Atlantic can you just take us through those days or months uh, of what it was like to be a top uh, draft prospect yeah of course so I uh, I declared and then um, uh, I kind of reached out to teams like I would like it's a small community right rugby community so we all kind of have we know somebody like on each team right so I would uh, I would ask I would ask my friends if I could they could put me in contact with their GM and then uh, get their email and then send them my highlights and stuff like that so that's kind of how I went about the process um and uh yeah so then then tr- trying to develop a, a like a communication through that and then yeah move forward but it was it was it was it was a it was a, it was a fun process for sure it was it was yeah. pretty yeah I, 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 yeah <laughs> now, do they ask you any like crazy questions like out of left field like i don't know if no, 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 like, no 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 how like, many not, friends not, showed up to your 18th birthday yeah <laughs> no 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 how many how many like windows are in new york city nothing like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh uh no so it wasn't so much of an interview it was a lot more of like feeling out kind of what person you were and then I also like yeah yeah so it was more I like feel that. like I feel like that's a, a thing that I've noticed when we've spoken to a lot of the guys that went through the same similar process to you, regardless of what team it might have been. Um, it feels like that's what the conversations were more about. It was about finding out if that player or if that person, I guess, from not just a playing perspective, but just overall character, personality, everything kind of fits the mold of what they're trying to build in terms of culture and stuff with the mm-hmm. club. So um, it is interesting to hear that from from, you know, you guys to see how you guys kind of fit into who thought would fit best in their culture. And obviously rugby Atlanta was obviously one of those teams that really thought uh, that you were going to be a guy that fit in that. Um, did you expect to be going top five pick? Like, did you expect fourth overall? Like, was that something that was in your head or cause leading up, we'll, we'll kind of put into perspective, Seth, when yeah. we were doing our pre-draft show, we basically knew that it was going to be um, Sam Gola first overall pick. That was kind of the chatter going around amongst all the, the, I guess, quote unquote MLR insiders. But after that, it it was really up in the air and, and people mm. were coming out with their mock drafts and all this stuff. And Nobody the was actual, close. Yeah, dude, the actual draft comes out and the results happen. And there was people that weren't even in <laughs> their mock drafts that were going getting picked within that first round and things like that. Um, yeah. I can't remember how where your name was slotted into that. But just can you talk about the expectation? Did you think you were going to go to fourth overall pick to rugby Atlanta? No, no, honestly. I mean, I had a lot of really good conversations with Atlanta. Um and I kind of, uh, I had, I had got the indication that they were going to pick me. Um, but like, they never really tell you, right. Cause it, it could not work and somebody could pick me before, I, you know, I mean, I could go anywhere. So I had a good idea that I was going to Atlanta, but, um, Toronto was after them and they, they had talked about that Toronto was interested in me. I hadn't heard that from Toronto, but, um, so they were eager to get me before them. So luckily they traded up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking, like, I mean, Toronto's right after. They love picking their Canadian boys. So, I mean, yeah. if, if Rugby Atlanta didn't pick you, I'm sure they would have they would have grabbed you. But instead, you know, they got they got Curly. So yeah, no, uh, I, think, I think they're pretty pumped on Curly. So I <laughs> I, I, I don't think they would have picked me over Curly, but yeah. <laughs> so so I guess you like did you kind of have a feeling? Can you talk about you had really good conversations with Atlanta? Was there any other teams where you, like you thought, okay, maybe I could be going there? Or was it really going into the draft? Like you knew you were going to Atlanta. It just depending on where they were going to pick you. Yeah, I mean, I I think like 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 what I had said, I had had a lot of like feelers from a lot of teams, but I think Atlanta they reached out to me right away. They uh, I had several calls with them. I mean, I met their coaches and kind of like they kind of included me in their like I guess strategy and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, wow, like that it was pretty impressive, and I was pretty sold on. I was like, oh, I really hope I go there now. So um, luckily, it all worked out. But uh, yeah, I think for the, for the most part, I called. The other teams I called with it was more feelers and uh, like 
they they would say like yeah we're interested in stuff like that and i'd be like of course, i'm interested in you obviously so um it was kind of like dating you know what i mean it was like speed dating over there yeah yeah, yeah. so yes no maybe slide him the piece of paper <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so uh, no it was yeah that's that, kind of what pretty- it was like that's pretty funny. All right, so that that's it, it pretty. It's it's fascinating for us to kind of hear the draft process because obviously, um, when it comes to one drafting and rugby, it's not something that you really see often, at least in the world of rugby and in, in, in on the international level and seeing how other leagues operate. It's very novel to the MLR that the whole draft process is part of it. So we'd like to kind of uh, pick your guys's brain about kind of your experience and and seeing how that kind of is, differs from other leagues who do have drafts and I guess how that experience differs from I guess traditional ways that rugby uh rugby clubs usually acquire their players did did you get an invite did you get an invite to the smokehouse to the barbecue house down in texas (laughs) no 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 no, unfortunately i didn't i don't think they would pay my my flight i was in in brisbane at the time so i don't think Uh, i mean hey they they, they flew cali down from british columbia from the from the boonies from the woods out in british columbia i think they could have flown you from australia i I just want to know I just want to know how they knew that that was going to be the top three. I don't know. It's it's, it's fascinating to me that yeah. they that they uh, that they were able to kind of decipher all of that. And 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 Seth would they, yeah, you, it, it would have been interesting if that kind of altered things and it, well, it didn't go like that. But well, it's kind of like a I'm funny story, honestly. I uh, so when the draft was going on, I was actually up, I just finished playing down in Sydney and I was up in Cairns okay. and I was traveling with my friend. And we were staying in the just the Dane tree, which is the rainforest up there, the, the jungle. And we were staying at this hostel and I had no Wi-Fi, and I was taking <laughs> all these calls at 3 a.m. And there was only this small, so it was like a big compound, right? And only the center part had Wi-Fi. So I'd get up at three in the morning and I'd walk through the jungle and there's like birds and bugs. And <laughs> like, it's just like it's, so I'd run through the jungle and then like be like all sweaty and taking this call, right? So I'm out of breath. But when I actually <laughs> when the draft actually happened, I didn't have any Wi-Fi. So I was driving from there back to Cairns and I had no Wi-Fi and I was freaking out. My friend was driving cause I, I wanted to be able to take calls. Right. Yeah. And like in and out of service, in and out of service. And then it starts. And so Gala, one of my best friends, we were roommates yeah. all through college. Oh, cool. Um, he, I knew he got drafted and my girlfriend texted me like, Oh, Sam went first. And I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna go to Atlanta. And I think at that time they were eight or nine. Right. And I had no idea that they traded up. So then I was kind of like, okay, I've probably got 30 minutes. And then, uh, I get service like 20, 30, 20, 25 minutes later. And I can see a text, text from my sister and she goes, Atlanta, baby. Oh, there <laughs> so we go. I, I picked the phone and I call her right away. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you got drafted. And I was like, holy shit. Like what? So, <laughs> so, then, so then they called That's me and awesome. I talked to them for like 45 minutes, but I had no idea for the first whatever, 20 minutes. That's hilarious. What and you know, you know, in you the know, middle of a jungle getting drafted. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying, so you know how in uh, the NFL drafts, they like have the cameras in their draft room. Like they, yeah. like the people, the draftees that don't go to the actual draft itself, they have the cameras in their living room watching their family. I think that would have been probably the most yeah. epic oh, draft room camera. Prime time. We're just yeah, this one down the highway. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. This would have been like bear girls running through the yeah. jungle with the camera, yeah. with the GoPro it's facing like, like, oh. trees while talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Oh, it's great to be in Atlanta. Yeah. Hold on. Just got to get out of here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mix it. Yeah. Got to get out of the bush. Mix it a little bit of Survivor Man, Man vs. Yeah. Wild, and a little bit of draft day experience. That's, you would really uh, feel like you that's hilarious. Guy. If he's walking out of a jungle to come play yeah. rugby, you like, you yeah. they, uh, bear girls. Yeah, you had to you had to work for that uh, that fourth overall pick set. That did, yeah. it didn't come easy. You got to get through the no, jungle for that. Awesome, on top of all that man. stuff, yeah, that's the anxiety, the anxiety in that. Like, whatever, <laughs> I oh my gosh, my, my poor sure. buddy was freaking out, and we just weren't talking. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine. Oh, awesome. uh, I can't even imagine yeah. what it's like. But uh, yeah. yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. So yeah, sounds like. That's a good note to finish off in terms of draft experience because yeah. I think yeah. in terms of stories like that, I don't think anyone matches up no. to that level. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I was extremely, draft I, I was extremely un- underprepared that's, for it. So. <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, let's shift on. Before we start talking about your kind of expectations and how much you're looking forward to being a part of Rugby Atlanta and what they're building there, uh, let's talk a little bit about your rugby journey and what kind of helped you get along in your path and in your career to get to this point um, to finally be playing on the professional stage, which is, I'm, I'm sure for 
you pretty pretty cool to say that you're now a officially a professional rugby player mm-hmm. um obviously a big part of that was the california golden bears and you being a part of that program obviously a very very successful program down in uh down in the uh in the u.s and yeah matt's shown at the ubc thunderbirds badge obviously a rivalry between your two schools there <laughs> we've had a couple of ubc you know. thunderbirds on this show like we mentioned at the top so yeah. we thought it was only fair to bring you on as well to kind of balance balance that uh balance that rivalry a little bit so let's talk about that man uh, i guess we'll start open-ended for you yeah how much of an impact was this california golden bears program for you in your development um you know for your rugby career it's not often that you see a guy um a canadian guy that you know started his days playing at Shawnigan, um playing over in nbc and instead of sticking around and playing for uh, the ubc thunderbirds going down uh, to play for the california golden bears so what yeah. led you to that decision obviously it was the right decision and then how was it being a part of that program for five years yeah so i mean i think um with a lot, like a lot of Canadian, like high school students trying to play rugby, I think a lot of people do kind of look to go abroad, uh, in a, like in a way to develop. Like a lot of people go to the UK or go to Australia and try and do university there if they can. Um, and I did want to go abroad, but I didn't want to be like that far away from my family, right? So, I, I, my, the coaches at Shawnigan told me about the Cal camp, and then um, I went down to the Cal camp and was lucky enough to receive a tag for admission, so I uh, got in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like the rug, rugby side, it was like a great school, like big college American school. You know what I mean? Like all that fun that's associated with that. And then also like a, like a top notch professional environment in, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was and there's just, you know, a lot of Hills to walk up there. So you're just getting big calves all big the calves. time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely no, massive I was, calves. I wasn't blessed with big calves to start my life, but after that, oh, yeah. there. Yeah. The yeah, match, the match was made in heaven, man. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have calves before going there. They gave you uh, those calves to leave with. That's hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah no, but really, the, re- the program there it, it is, it is top notch and it's professional. You train six days a week. Um, and like the coaching staff is, is, top level both both of our head coaches um coach the u.s team so i mean it, it's hard to beat that and uh like the, the facilities there matt you've seen it are yeah. unreal yeah 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 no they're they're definitely nice but i guess you needed seven days of training to try and win that world cup so um, oh you know uh, that's, that's, that's all right you know so wait, you guys were wait. you guys were slacking with the six that's okay wait, matt matt just tell me when's the last time ubc won in california Oh, come on, hey, we don't oh. have to talk about that. Oh, we're too, yeah. Hey, look, look, we're just looking forward to the party. We're not thinking about the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the weather's weather's too hot. Right? <laughs> yeah, the weather's oh. too hot. The hills are too steep. You know, it's yeah. you just can't handle it. A lot of factors. Well, like, hey, that, that's a perfect segue because uh, we've mentioned this rivalry between those two clubs, um, UBC yeah. Thunderbirds and uh, the Cal Golden Bears. Obviously, for those of you who are listening or watching that don't know, um, the Cal Golden Bears and the UBC Thunderbirds every single year. I don't think they weren't able to have it this past year i believe right in 2022 it was Um, scheduled but it got canceled yeah um they do a home at home with each other ubc will come down to uh, california to play on their home turf and then vice versa cal will come up and play um at ubc um i guess i'll give it to you matt to ask seth because you've asked i feel like this question to both cali and owen so i might as well give the the question to you in terms of that rivalry and 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 what seth thinks about it yeah i mean I, i honestly this is the first time i think like we're talking to a Canadian from BC who's on the other side of the table over there. Trader. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a trader. Um, but you know, like that was always such a big game for us. Like we were always playing up for an, I don't know what it was like on, on your guys' side. No. Yeah. yeah. Cause like you guys, I know had the big games against, you know, some of the other California schools, Bush flight, what um, some of the other Cali schools, but you know, that was always such a big game. But I mean, I, not really with the with the uh, with the cup, but more so, I think just talking about Cal, like in terms of playing, and you talked already about it being so close with Sam Gola, yeah. Um, and we asked we asked Curly. I remember asking Cali about playing Sam Gola in that cup in that game in California. Um, what's it like? Like, do you do you see him as that number one pick? And we're like, yeah, this guy is definitely the number one pick. And and kind of what makes him such a special player that people are going to be seeing in the league. Yeah, no, I mean, Sam, Sam was, Sam's a beast, right? Like he's, he's, <laughs> he's got, he's professionally ready, like physically already. I think that was like a big factor and he's a massive dude. He's six, five, like two sixty, I think <laughs> like, and he's, he's, he would win all of our conditioning. Like he's got a motor on him. So, um, yeah, no, he's a tough guy. And like, uh, he was our captain for two years at Cal. He did our, cause we had a short COVID season, our, my senior year. And then we came back for a fifth year just to kind of wrap it up. Um, 
but he was captain both years and he was a great leader. business done <laughs> yeah unfortunately we didn't but uh yeah. <laughs> close close and we'll, and we'll talk about that i know it'll be tough to, to talk we about that to. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit but before that no that, that that's a great point that matt you mentioned about kind of um not getting that insight we we have obviously the connections from the canadian side um and obviously being around the thunderbirds program we kind of know what it's like on that end but yeah it's cool to kind of um get a get a deep dive in what it's like to, from the the cal side of things yeah um, gonna, but we got to hear from the losing side too right you got to hear from both sides <laughs> oh, of the story i thought we already had yeah okay come on <laughs> um no no for, for us it's it's probably up there at the biggest games of the year i mean saint mary's is a massive game for us and then sure obviously playoffs is probably is obviously the first most important but the ubc is like a really good mid-season tester and for me personally it was always my favorite game because you can see my old buddies i get to beat sure. up on matt um yeah <laughs> you know a, bu- a bunch of stuff like that but it, it was it was personally it was always my favorite game and um i think the rivalry is like it's it's not in the 99th year this next encounter yeah. whenever it will be it will be 100 that's crazy and i was hoping that it would be my senior year canceled uh. fifth year canceled but um, Sounds like we're going back, Seth. Yeah, no, six year for the World Cup. Exactly. No, that's yeah. funny. Um, obviously, this is uh, an interview about you, Seth. But I want to ask one more question about um, about Sam Gala because I think it's obviously um, it's interesting to me. Well, and also, of- also, we couldn't get much insight from like Curly. Curly, you know, the guy comes on our show. We ask him about Sam Gala, and this guy goes, "I don't know. I don't know who the heck this guy is. They're all just nameless faces with jerseys. I just was there to win a." <laughs> game Curly's and i was just like punching them all he was just yeah. going after it was like okay well we're not getting much insight from you so you know we have to get we have to get an inside source yeah yeah, yeah that's right. right so i what i want to ask you is because i think when the dallas jackals who had that first overall pick made the decision to go with sam gall it wasn't only a fact that he was a really really skilled uh player uh probably the best in this draft class, um, obviously, that they thought at least in with using that first overall pick. But I think part of it also is what you're talking about, that character and that leadership that he brings. You mentioned that he was uh, a captain for two years for the California Golden Bears. Obviously, the Dallas Jackals are a brand new team in the MLR. They're still establishing their culture. They're still trying to kind of build the framework of a club and what it means to be successful and what it means to be a Dallas Jackal. Um, for you, who's you, you mentioned uh, before we go on the show that you were roommates with him. Um, yeah. You obviously hung out with him uh, on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, too uh, much. Do you yeah. do you <laughs> do you see him being that that fundamental guy that is able to establish that type of culture with the club, like the Dallas Jackals, who are looking for that guy to step up? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I don't want to put too much expectation on his shoulders or anything like that. But <laughs> no, he, uh, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he, um, he's a big lead by example kind of guy, and he like sets the standard. You know what I mean? And he's a tough, uncompromising guy. So he'll like, get in your face if you're not up to standard, and um, like he just like not not a massive talker, but like really just puts in the hard yards and works really hard, and you know, I mean, leads by example that way. Yeah, interesting stuff. And yeah. uh, la- la- last one uh, for at least from the collegiate scene before we start moving on to uh, yeah. to some uh, some big expectations for you because I'm sure you're excited and itching to hit the pitch in Atlanta, and and we're super excited mm-hmm. to watch what you can do on that field as well. But uh, we wanted to get the opportunity for someone who is part of the collegiate rugby system because the way that Canada operates with their whole uh, cle- uh, university rugby uh, system is a little bit different. Um, it-, it is really cool to see the amount of uh, I guess progress that has been made with regards to rugby in NCAA sports. Um, so just a, a kind of an open-ended question for you. Like what is your thought about how uh, the NCAA currently operates with rugby uh, for us? It's, it gets confusing sometimes, you know, there's multiple different championships, obviously yeah. um, we'll, we'll talk and about I've it. I've never heard of any of these schools outside <laughs> of life. Cal yeah. and St. Mary's. So, no, yeah, um, yeah. so I guess this is this is where we'll talk about it. The Cal Bears obviously falling short this last season um, in the in the semifinals against St. Mary's, um, mm-hmm. and and that was part of the uh, the D one A men's national championship bracket. Uh, you also have you know tournaments such as the uh, the the national uh, the collegiate rugby championship as well the NRCs um, so, or the NCRs excuse me. So there's that. So just putting it all in a bow, Seth. Just kind of your experience playing, I guess, in the D one a tournament mm-hmm. and then just overall how you feel that uh, college rugby currently stands in the u.s because i think that is going to become a big feeder into the mlr system as obviously it's been seen in the past drafts no yeah i mean hopefully it does i mean it's a, it's a, it's a i think it's a great route you get uh like an education you get like go to a great school so 
Um, but the, the, the scene's good. I mean, it's it, the, the challenge with both Canada and the United States is, is geography. And like, you got your good schools in the East coast and you got your good schools in the West coast. And then the, the logistics of travel is, is difficult. Right. So, um, like it would have been awesome to get a chance to play those East coast teams more, but I mean, the West coast still has great competition. UCLA is a good program. Arizona, same areas, obviously UBC, central Washington, all good schools. So, um, but yeah, in my experience, I think even from my freshman year to my fifth year, I think those teams all stay at the top, but then it's, it's the bottom or the, the middle 10, so say the rank from 10 to 20 that improved. I think um, it was always the top eight and then they would always win. Right. But I think, you're starting to see a bit more upsets. You're starting to see a bit more competition in those uh, like middle schools. So um, I think that there's a lot more room to grow and uh, I think it's, it, it's getting better. I mean, and what, what's the, like, what's the, because like, honestly, I mean, outside of the, I, I think the sevens tournament, like mm-hmm. at least out here, I don't see much TV time or, or, you know, you know, national broadcast or even regional broadcast. And I don't know what it's like on the West coast. Maybe it's different, but did you feel like there's a lot of, exposure and a lot of like increase from your first year to your fifth year of how much visibility that you were able to see in terms of, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's live streaming on a site or whether it's, you know, actually being on a regional channel or something like that. Was there stuff like that? Yeah, no, I mean, personally, I I, I didn't pay attention to a whole lot of that while I was at school because I was pretty focused on the game day and at Cal, it's very, you know, so it's very (laughs) like you're, you're focused on one mission, right? but we had several games broadcasted on PAC 12 and the PAC 12 oh, championships cool. are on. So that's, I mean, a regional network. So that's good exposure for the game. Um, but for the most part, it was uh, live streams and then rugby network and stuff like that. So, yeah. think, but rugby network, I think is a great platform for um, people from all over the country to view. And it's free. Yeah, so. I, I, I was, I was just going to say too, like, I believe definitely the finals was definitely on, on the rugby night. Right. I knew they yeah. were, uh, they were advertising that quite a bit. So yeah, I think, I think if, if, well. if they, if they in, like increase the, uh, like filming Cal and St. Mary's games, I think, I mean, our other teams too, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> those two specifically, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a good way to grow. And it's high, it's, it's high level rugby too, man. Like, like it's, it's no joke. Like these, a lot of these collegiate teams, man, like even, even let's say, you know, it's not always your most experienced rugby players, but you got a bunch of really, really talented athletes that are on these clubs that, Mm -hmm. you know, are able to kind of pick up rugby relatively quickly on top of kind of the great programs like Cal and, and like UBC and things like that. So it's high level rugby. So it's exciting to see. And obviously as that continues to develop as well, um, like for guys like you, Seth, it's going to be, you know, you're paying attention to that because you're going to be starting to familiarize with, I guess, what you may think as MLR's next stars, right? You're going to be looking for the next Seth Purdy. You're going to be looking for the next um sam gola um at, at the collegiate level so it is cool and, and that's only going to grow like what you said seth with uh with yeah. more exposure and things like that so yeah. uh no that's uh that's that's pretty pretty sweet to see and i'm sure over like matt said the five years that you were there um the between the day that you first came versus the day that you graduate I'm, I'm sure you saw a huge difference when it came to uh the collegiate rugby scene over those days so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. pretty 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 cool stuff all right well hey let's let's shift on here man to uh to the 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 big expectations and all all the the chatter um that it comes to you joining rugby atlanta the a successful club that they are the impact that they've made in the short time that they've been in the league i mean we talked about last year they were second in the eastern conference 11 wins uh, only five Five losses last season um, was competitive in the playoffs. Uh, they've established a, a pretty gritty culture. You, I would say, guys, um, in the MLR. We'll leave it before I send it to these guys, with a, who I'm sure have a few questions for you. Um, just excited to be joining Rugby Atlanta and, and the successful club that they are, and the fact that they traded up, knowing that they wanted you um, to obviously fill a need um, that they felt they had uh, for this upcoming 2023 year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's a massive honor. I, I was actually just there yesterday, um, my first time down. So I met all the coaches and the um, like staff involved in the program. I saw the facilities and everything like that. So um, I'm super excited to be down there full time. Um, but got a little session in yesterday. I got a good sweat in that Atlanta heat. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was good. I'm really, really excited for it. So yeah, did anybody reach out to you from the Atlanta team to like anybody? I. I... I forget whether how many Canadians are on there, but I think it's one of the team that has less Canadians on their squad compared to some of the others. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think so. But there's three Shawnigan guys, or they drafted. Okay, they drafted me and Jack. Jack Shaw, who goes to yep. Bishops, he's Shawnigan boy too, and then George Barton is also a Shawnigan boy. Okay, 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah. A bit of, bit so you're, of, uh, you're, you're essentially right at home. Yeah. It's exactly. Like you're back <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Feels, yeah. Can't wait. That, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, and obviously, um, and I'm assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Seth, that they are playing you or have the expectations of playing you at that center position. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that they're going forward with? Uh, I guess the first thing um, for our fantasy uh, managers out there so they know where they're going to be slotting <laughs> you, Seth, um, right. in their lineups. And then on top of that, I guess a guy that obviously you have experience playing at center, there's guys that had a huge impact on Rugby Atlanta at that center position. You're talking about guys mm-hmm. like Will Leonard. Um, you're talking about a, a big team guy, a locker room guy, Ryan Nell. Big uh, uh, big impact there with uh, with the, the Rugby land and the development of their club um guys like that guys that have been in the league you excited to kind of learn from these guys that have so much experience in the mlr and being successful at it yeah 100 i think my first year um i don't want to set myself up with a lot of expectations so i'm going there to be a sponge and work my ass off and if i play i play um so hopefully i get some time at 12 maybe 13 um but yeah i'm just there to learn from those guys who have way more years of experience playing professional than me so what have you have you completely given up the uh, completely the ten, given the up the, the well the ten and you know that you've had some experience at fifteen you've had some experience at the wing we all know I mean I've personally experienced your twinkle toes in, in training and and you know <laughs> and uh, I would I would witness it firsthand watching you play so are, are you not have they not even like spoken to you about playing you on the wing at all or playing at fullback knowing you've had that experience. Um, no, no, not, not so much. No, I don't think I, uh, my lungs, uh, I've kind of can't, can't cancel that option. So I, 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 uh, as of right now, no, no. Um, but, um, I mean, anything can change. I, I like being a versatile player and I can play in a lot of positions and I did ever cow. I played everywhere in the backs minus nine. So if they want to try me there, then they can take a stab at it. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would advise against it. Yeah. yeah no, so do I. And uh, and I then before Vando Vandy, you have a question here. You can ask it uh, just after this. Is is do you know who also likes versatility? Fantasy managers like versatility. Oh, yes, right? we do. Imagine, imagine you got Seth Purdy, who's not only center eligible, but he's center eligible, back three eligible. Oh wait, throwing a little bit of fly half and scrum half eligibility in there too. Um, you'd be a prime, uh, a <laughs> prime say, fantasy like asset my, uh, candidate. I don't like my fly halves to be variable like that. That's about it. <laughs> so. Scrum half, sure. Fly halves, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. But now, yeah, Vandy, you- go. Seth, you looking forward to like who's the I, I shouldn't say one guy, but who's somebody on your list you're really looking forward to play alongside? Uh, I mean, George, George, George Barton's got to be up there. George yeah. was, I mean, always, he was two years older than me at school at Sean again, and uh, somebody that kind of always looked up to. He was an absolute animal in high school. Is that people were terrified of George? So uh, I'm pretty excited to, to link up back with him. Um, right. yeah, that's got to be my number one, probably. Uh, and then yeah. uh, I guess uh, expectations heading into this season. Have you set yourself like goals going into this? I know you say you want to just learn as much, but in terms Not of, then, um, you know, <laughs> when you come at the, I guess the end of the 2023 year and you say, Hey, yeah. I had a successful year. Um, what does a successful year look like for you? Is it, is it, you know, making a consistent impact on the field? Is it yeah, getting to yeah. start eventually? Uh, what's kind of that bar for you, that goal that you're it's, setting yourself see, up? See for me, for me. Yeah. It, it's not so much about um, starting. Uh, it's definitely more about that consistent impact, like having that impact when you come on. I don't care if I'm like a finisher or just I'm happy to be in the 23, but I don't want to come on and then be like, oh, like, you're good. you know what I mean? Like, oh, he came off the bench and he's not doing so well. So I, I just having it, having an impact and, you know, playing well and playing at that level. So that's probably that's probably my goal i don't i don't have any tangibles yet but if i do yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Be back on so i can tell yeah. <laughs> oh for sure for sure i'm sure well we'll we'll start feeling out the waters we'll start uh getting that uh we'll start figuring out where they're kind of putting you in that whole lineup and then we can come yeah. back and set some fantasy goals and saying hey we need you to score x amount of points hey. every single week in order to uh to be able to come hey, back on this show i gotta let you know these guys are cheeky though like yeah. they'll, they'll hit you up and ask you who's starting who's sitting don't in on it it's like Calvin Ridley. So it is funny. You guys, this is probably the last time we'll talk then. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is funny set though. Cause I mean, you know how I guess within a growing league, like the MLR, the accessibility yeah. is really easy for us right now, especially with the connections that we have in the rugby community. It's very easy mm-hmm. to kind of reach out to guys to see, Hey, like you want to hop on the show and just talk a little bit about rugby and the MLR and things like that. It's much more easier to get an interview with Seth Purdy than it is to get, 
get the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft um, onto onto a onto a fantasy show. So. <laughs> um, so, uh, with that being said, and that in mind, a lot of our, um, community members and a lot of the guys that are in our league have also adapted that accessibility and also realized mm-hmm. that players are willing to, uh, to, um, I guess, talk with you and interact with you. So we actually had one of the guys in our league reach out to uh, Connor Mooneyham and was like, mm-hmm. hey, man, are you starting this week? I want to know. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting. I'm, I'm starting this week. He's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm putting you in my fantasy lineup, too. Well, I'm just like, look, <laughs> essentially what's happening is, Seth, you're going to, you know, make sure to let me know once they decide to throw you into the starting 15 before yeah. everybody else knows. Don't tell Vandy. Don't tell Ryan. Don't tell anybody else. On, you now. let me you let me know and I will pick you up and I will put you in my starting lineup like it's yeah. like like yeah, it's we'll, not. we'll talk about we'll talk about oh yeah oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, there oh there there see? <laughs> see he needs part of we needs part of the winnings that you're gonna get man yeah, he wait, needs wait, to have a little bit of the waiver wire picked up <laughs> Oh, come yeah, on. No, you know I'll be stashing him on the bench. And uh, Matt has been known. Uh, we learned from last season that he is a homer for some of his uh, homeboys that he does know. He wasn't afraid to make sure that yeah. he's picking up guys like Jack McRogers, uh, yeah. uh, Andrew Quadran, uh, like um, picking up yeah, <laughs> picking up guys that he knew. So I'm sure uh, you will definitely be on that list if at any point in time in the 2023 you're even a little bit fantasy relevant. So um, yeah. it, it'll the minute be I see you in a 23... Yeah. I am going to be having you on my team. So there we go. All right. Well, hey, speaking of fantasy, I think that's a good segue as well to kind of wrap up this interview. Really, really cool, man. We're super excited to see what you do with Rugby Atlanta. It's cool that uh, the perspective that you're going in with it. I think it's a huge opportunity for young guys like you to get a lot of experience from these professional guys, especially um, with all the roster moves that we were talking about at the start, man. Like there's a lot of big talent that is coming over to the MLR and it's cool to see that guys that are, um, you know, developing in our backyard, you know, um, obviously the connections that you have back in BC with Seanigan and, and, and being familiar with a lot of the guys there, um, being familiar with Matt and obviously with, uh, with the golden bears for you guys to get that opportunity to play with some of you guys is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's even cooler is that you now may have a fantasy impact and, and may stress some people's lives out a little bit on, on weekends here in 2023. Um, it was, it was crazy last season. Uh, Seth, for the, for you don't for if you don't know, um, we basically had our first inaugural year last year where we put together eight different uh, uh, fantasy managers who picked up a team. We did a whole draft and everything. And um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the stats when it comes to the MLR is a little bit iffy. It's hard to find that data all the uh, um, in places. So we had to do everything by hand, and we were oh, literally wow. like statting things out and, and getting uh, guys points totals and things like that. And um, it was interesting. Follow um, you know different guys, and and I mentioned you know guys. Like uh, like um, the guys that you're going to be playing with, uh, like Will Leonard, you know, having huge fantasy impacts on a weekly basis. So it'll be um, mm-hmm. cool to see what you can do. With that all being said, um, we talked a little bit before that you have a little bit of of relevance uh, or familiarity with fantasy sports. You had a, a little try at fantasy football, um, mm-hmm. so you kind of know how it works. But when you take with what you know with fantasy football and all the hype that I'm sure you hear about it when you know tune into uh, football on weekends, when you hear the idea that fantasy rugby could be coming to the MLR and that's something that uh, people could be playing, they could be drafting Seth Purdy and they're like, hey man, I need Seth Purdy to score me a couple tries this weekend to, to win my matchup. I need him to be breaking through the lines there at that 12 spot, at that 13 spot. When you hear that, um, what's your instant thought? Like, what, what do you think of that uh, of fantasy rugby maybe becoming a possibility? Well, I think it's great. I think it's a great way to grow it too, because then everyone's got their own team that they cheer for, right? But then if you got somebody on some other team, you're going to tune in and watch them and see how they play. So I think it's a great way to get um, people to get more familiar with other teams in the league besides their home region or whatever team they support. So I think what you guys are doing is great and happy to be a part of it. I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head with that. You, you With fantasy, you become fans of the player, not the team. Yeah, yeah. Like, now all of a sudden I like Miami and I hate Miami. Yeah, yeah. But now you like Seth Purdy. Now you like yeah. Seth Purdy, but you might yes. not. See, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah I, now now we like Seth Purdy and now we're making sure. You got to make sure that you're doing hey, well. I'll put it this way. Yeah. I held on to uh, Holden Younger for eight weeks and he didn't give me a single fantasy point. And That's the dedication that he has. That's how you can hey, trust him. He has I loyalty. I got too much faith. There you go. So just know, Seth, if you ever land on uh, on Vandy's team next season, at least you know that uh, he will have a little bit of patience with you That's for right. you to get rolling and making a fantasy and, impact. But, and if uh, you land on Vandy's team, just know the fact that his team is in last place. It's not because of you, man. It's not because of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, you got there we go. Matt. 
Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to talk. Hey, come on, come on. We got a guest on the show. We don't have to talk about it, man. <laughs> yeah, don't don't embarrass me, man. Come on, we, yeah. don't, we don't talk about that here. Um, no, that's really cool, man. I know. Uh, I know that it's interesting to hear kind of the players' reaction of fantasy, uh, fantasy rugby, and then the thought of it being in the MLR. Because I think a lot of you guys, and I know Seth, you you said you had a little bit of familiarity with it, but there are some guys that we speak to that play fantasy football uh, religiously. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Andrew Quatron, who we spoke with last week. Uh, just started uh, kind of playing fantasy football. Now he's all in, and now he's he's watching fantasy football and all that, and we hope that adding fantasy rugby, kind of like what we did with Vandy here. He never had really watched a rugby game in his life before joining this show, and, and now that he's bought into the MLR through fantasy rugby, he's you now a full-on fan watching it every weekend. And yeah, we we, we got the fans to uh, choose the Utah Warriors for him. So unfortunately, he won't I'm be cheering for rugby Atlanta belt. and you, Seth Purdy, but um, when you are facing the Utah Warriors, he will be, uh, you'll be right there. Um, I'm sure you'll hear lots of Vandy, but uh, it's yeah. cool to hear because you guys are on, uh, I have think, been so often on the end of playing the fantasy sport and you haven't really put into fact that, holy, holy crap, we're professional players. And if this is a thing, mm-hmm. we're just like kind of yeah. those on a smaller scale, like those NFL guys, like those uh, NHL guys, like the NBA guys, where <laughs> there are people now who have a stake in how you perform, um, whether mm-hmm. or not that adds pressure to you, Seth, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, but just know that there are going to be at least uh, eight guys in 2023 that will be stressing out um if they uh if they pick you up and or, or facing you on whether or yeah. not you're gonna have a, a big fantasy performance so it's uh, yeah. it's pretty interesting um but to wrap up this interview we usually uh do this uh just to kind of get uh, our viewers and listeners and any other mlr fans um to get you to know you better to try to figure out who the heck seth purdy is and what they can expect uh the kind of guy that will they'll be watching on their on their television screen when they are when he's inevitably scoring a try for uh, rugby atlanta hopefully um just a rapid fire questions man of of kind of um you know things that you like things that you're expecting about the mlr things like that so we'll hop right into it um quick question here to start off with um your favorite team to watch uh is there is there a team like when you're watching rugby um whatever league it is is there a certain team that you kind of enjoy watching the most uh so (laughs) i would probably start like when I first got into rugby, the Waratahs had won the Super Rugby Championship, and they, that team, the 2014 team, I thought they were phenomenal. I thought that was a great team. I love Kurt Lee Beal. I loved his versatility. I love how he moved around the park. Um, right now, I could. I, I love watching the Australians play. I think the way they play the game uh, with counterattack and attacking uh, focused, I think it, they, their games are always very entertaining to watch. So I, th- I think it's got to be an Aussie team. And I, feel like the best. To, I feel like you have something to say about that, Matt. Yeah, nothing. Hey, like if you like watching losing rugby, then that's fine. You like watching losing rugby. <laughs> it is what it is, right? <laughs> you know, I will say it is kind of refreshing to hear that it's not always an All Blacks answer. You know, what I mean, a New Zealand answer. It is kind yeah. of nice to hear that uh, there are some people that are enjoying Aussie Aussie rugby no, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matthew, maybe not so much, but hey, um, to each his own. Hey, All Blacks are losing rugby too. So <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, next question here, Seth. Uh, I got perfect. Sorry, favorite team, favorite player. Who's the guy that you kind of look up to? maybe model your game off of like you'd love to watch um you know who who's the guy that really stood out to you whether that's now or kind of growing up in the sport mm. who is the guy yeah, that stuck out to no. you like to watch yeah i think i'm gonna have to say currently beal again like it's it's mm. a kind of a funny selection but i just love the way he played like i think he could slot in at 10 15 12 like and he kind of just moves the ball well moves his feet well pretty physical in defense so i i always loved watching him play Kind of, a, kind, of a, kind of kind of a dark horse there, but that that's it, it is I a love dark it. horse. I love it. Yeah. A bunch of dark horse uh, picks there. Um, I don't know, man. I'm hearing a lot of you like versatility. And I think I keep on hearing that, man. All I can, all that rings in my ears, man, is the fantasy. Just, exactly. Just picturing death at fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all, sounds all of our, right. all, of our uh, all of our league managers that are listening to us right now are just uh, salivating at the mouth, man. They're just trying like, to man, boost my dark, <laughs> dark, dark, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the campaigning. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, all right, uh, next question. I'm a little bit more um, MLR related now. Um, yeah. Most excited place to play, man. There's a lot of cool uh, teams uh, that are now part of the MLR. Is there a certain uh, location you're excited to go to? A stadium? Maybe an atmosphere that you've noticed watching the MLR? Any place mm-hmm. that kind of sticks out to you that you or a place to get drinks after the game. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, definitely Austin for that one. I think Austin's <laughs> such a fun city. I, I've had a, I've had a four-day bender in Austin. That was like <laughs> one day for me, so I, I loved Austin. But I got to say, I think San Diego's new stadium is going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, so be cool. I think that one will be pretty cool. And then Seattle, obviously, would be good. I get my family down for that one probably. So um, Seattle's always got great attendance. And I think Utah would be pretty crazy, too. 
So Vandy, I'm sure you love that. Shout out Bible Belt. <laughs> there we go. And I mean, some of the views at that, uh, that Utah stadium too, having the mountains in the background, pretty, pretty cool stuff as well. Not and really then cool, I guess yeah. non-rugby related there, Seth, um, yep. most excited to play in San Diego, most excited to play in Austin or maybe not play, but play afterwards in Austin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But most excited thing, non-rugby related that you're excited for in Atlanta. I mean, it's a really cool city. I've mm. heard really good things about Atlanta, Georgia, a lot of fun. Um, it's a sports city, obviously having a lot of uh, fans with their local pro teams there and hopefully uh, Rugby Atlanta can kind of hop on that uh, that that wave a little bit with that fandom ship. But for mm. you though, man, uh, what really pops for you that you're excited for for living and uh, for the next little while here for uh, for down south? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a, uh, a, a very concrete answer for that. I'm pretty excited to live in the South. I honestly never thought I'd live in the South. So yeah, <laughs> it'd be a pretty cool experience. I'm excited to see that Southern heat. Um, yeah, I don't know. The cuisine there is phenomenal barbecue and, you know, uh, so I, I, that's probably what I'm most excited for is just living there. I don't, I don't really know like many of the attractions in the area. Honestly, I haven't done my research. So I'm a bit uh, dumbfounded to be honest, but uh, now, now a guy, now a guy, now a guy, now a guy, what do you say, Vandy? Sure they got a big art museum. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big art guy. You'll find big, there. Big, oh, big art guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just really cultured. When you don't find Seth on... Lisa hanging in the back. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah no, I'm don't not, think I'm not the... <laughs> don't think the Mona. I don't think the Mona Lisa is in Atlanta, Georgia, man. Just, uh, just put it right there. Not yet. <laughs> I don't think the Mona Lisa is in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I, no, I can, I can bet you money on that. People are listening right now, Vandy, and they're like, "This is ridiculous." I uh, know it's the Mona Lisa in a cowboy hat from Tilsonburg. Thinks the Mona Lisa is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, sure. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Stop it, Vandy. You're just gonna make yourself look even worse. Um, all right. Well, that that's pretty cool. I mean. You talk about, I mean, most opposite, I guess, spectrums of kind of living. I mean, you're coming from the West Coast, obviously growing East up in BC, West, West going, Coast, to, uh, going to California, and then now going down south. That heat is going to be something that you're going to be dealing with, Seth, um, mm-hmm. which lends to the question. I know you grew up in BC, so obviously you're familiar with the rain um, and playing mm-hmm. in the wet. So what's worse for you? I guess what's more fun for you? Would you rather play in the soaking wet like you have, I'm sure, um, in in BC or um, in probably what's going to be really humid heat in Atlanta, Georgia, where it's going to be hot, it's going to be sweaty. Um, you're not a forward, so you're not going to have to get into those scrums getting close and uh, personal with some other people. But yeah, yeah. Um, but what would you rather play in there? <laughs> uh, I'm going to break this up. I'd say I'd rather train in the humidity and the heat because those those rainy days are just terrible. Yeah, and I would rather play. It. Oh, oh, I think right. we lost him. Oh, no, oh, he's back. There he is. You got him back. Seth, do you hear us, man? Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, what do you got? What, what, you cut up there after. So you'd play in the wet. Or no, you'd practice in the wet. You'd play in the heat. Right. Oh, uh, other way vice around. Versa, vice versa. Play in the vice heat. Vice versa. Tra- tra- train, train in the heat play in the wet. Train in the heat. That's that David Goggins lifestyle. Yeah, that's so you can you can blame the drop balls on the rain. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> there we go. Um, and then I guess this is a good way to, to finish it off. Matt made me ask you this question. So yeah, we got, we got to know. You. No, we got to know the answer to this one. Simple one for you, set to wrap this all up. Uh, California or British Columbia? <laughs> I'm just gonna oh. leave it at that. <laughs> uh, man. Um. <laughs> I'm, I might be breaking a lot of hearts when I say this, but I'd probably say California. Oh, <laughs> hurts, hey, nobody, nobody, nobody blames you. Seth. Nobody blames you. Yeah, I got to well, do it. I can't imagine the the impact though that state has had on you, man. Uh, being there yeah. obviously for the past five years and and really uh, being a, a, a impactful force with the California Golden Bears Rugby Club and all that you've done over there in the years. So I I, I don't yeah. I don't uh, I don't I'm not surprised with that answer one bit. But I I do know though there is a special place in your heart for BC and for uh, for that little yeah. uh, corner of Canada as well. So um, yeah, pretty Matt, cool stuff, man. Yeah. Appreciate hey, you uh, coming on, dude. <laughs> what? Bats in the court. Yeah, baby. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. It was, it was awesome being on here. No, nah, no, nah, it's great. I Like we said, we love to kind of um, you know get the insight from players, especially guys that are excited to join the league. I'm excited to... Um, 
I know we kid about you hitting a fantasy bar, but we'd love to have you on again um, and, and talk to you. And I'm excited to kind of uh, see where your kind of expectations or where your perspective lands um, after you've maybe played a few weeks or after you've trained a little bit with Rugby Atlanta and, and kind of really get embedded um, with that club there. We're excited to kind of see where you come along and how you grow as a rugby player and uh, see how, how successful you can be, uh, not only obviously on the pitch itself and, and making an impact from a team standpoint, but also from a fantasy standpoint as well. Um, a little bit selfishly here on the show, because that's what we're all about here. Um, it all comes down to fantasy sports, right? That's because nothing else matters, right guys, Matt, Vandy, you guys know that. Yeah, I don't even know what rugby is. Fantasy sure does matter. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time, Seth, man. We'll love to have you on again soon. And uh, yeah, good luck this season um, with rugby Atlanta. Super pumped for you, man. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk soon and keep in touch. Yeah, all right, boys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks, Seth. Appreciate it, dude. All right. Well, that was uh, Seth Purdy, fourth overall pick with uh, with Rugby Atlanta. Um, cool conversation with him, man. Uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, it's it's really cool to see kind of the differing perspectives of you know the guys coming to the league, talking with Cali, talking with Owen, and now talking with Seth and just hey, um, look, we're not just the a Canadian. League. We're not just a Canadian. Put that away. We're not just a Canadian rugby show, right? We don't just bring on Canadian players. We also got the American players that are coming on too, you know? You know, I, I did. I, yeah, yeah, quote unquote. He's still like a Canadian, American, a Canadian eligible player. Um, Canadian, I did feel like American. I did. I did feel like we were kind of skewing a little bit Canada heavy there for a little bit with the interviews that okay. we were getting. Um, so yeah. it was nice to have oh, Seth look, Purdy on That just on means a that bit. Seth has to help us get gold on. That really is, is what I'm hearing because, you know, now that we have that in, you know, we might as well get the first overall pick on the show. And then obviously stir up some stir up some crap here because uh, we'll just replay the Owen Rudden clip while he's on. Oh, yes. And then that yes. would fire him up. And then, you know, we'd get a little bit of controversy what? going on. the And then I'll draft show. him and he'll have an unreal season because he's all fired up. And every time he plays the arrows, you know that he's going to come in there hot. <laughs> That, 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 right? no, that's some next level 3D fantasy see, chest there. See, we're, I'm we're thinking. Gonna... <laughs> I'm thinking. Are you guys we're, we're, to get it so nobody comes on our show anymore? No, 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 no. Vanny people love to be fired up. Let's just shoot ourselves in the foot while we're at it for entertainment. Hey, right. come on. We're, we're resorting on. to uh, after a, a last uh, finish in the 2022 fantasy season, we're resorting to mind games now to, uh, for fantasy success here. That's, that's what Matt's got. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to get out of last place here. See, you didn't have to tell Seth that. So you didn't need to know. You didn't need <laughs> yeah, to know. You really embarrassed Matt there. Yeah. Nobody needs to know hey, there. You Nobody. Lost. <laughs> you said I lost. You lost. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody knows who has watched this show. I am a toilet bowl championship finalist. You, when sir. You, I need like three. You, sir, didn't even make it to the toilet bowl championship. You were. You're kicking it to the curb. That's all right. We don't have to go there. Look, we don't have to go there. We don't have to go. There. We got way too many news and notes to go there, Vandy. That's a way too deep. We can just finish off it. You didn't even make it to the championship final. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Let's move on, Ryan. Let's go. Let's go. Perfect way to end that. Perfect way to end that. Perfect way to end it. Let's go. Ryan, keep it moving. Come on. Come on. The guy doesn't have any more words. I got my last one in. He's happy yeah, with that now. He's happy with it. He likes it. He likes it. He likes it. Oh, no, and he's good uh, with that. He told me. He told me. Did he? Hey, All right. hey, news and notes. Oh. Uh, you can't win a fantasy game. Oh, there we go. All right. Well, yeah, let, 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 let's get into some news and notes here. Let's talk about quickly wrap up some of the crazy roster moves that have been happening yeah. over the past week. Some of them obviously <laughs> going to have. Um, sick, <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach right now. <laughs> oh man and we're not even close to the start of fantasy season and we're this passionate i love it heated. i want to drop we're... tomorrow I'm, I'm ticked <laughs> off. I'm, like I'm, I'm gonna make a rugby league in my back freaking yard okay we're gonna bet on oh, oh. if you make a rugby league in your backyard i will come out of retirement oh. it'll be a fan rugby league okay FRL. okay, okay. the frl Right. For real okay. league. That, oh my god. It'll be pretty embarrassing coming last place in the league that you start, eh? I'm, I'm commissioning <laughs> it. I'm taking the Ryan road. All right, all right. Man, all right you still right, come right. last place. 
Let, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on here, guys. We got to get to some news and notes uh, to yeah, wrap let's up go. this show here. Um, lots of roster moves, like I said, happening over the course of this past week. Some having yeah, a I would too, fantasy Andy. I would impact. Too. Uh, some having a, not as much of a fantasy impact. But we got Matt and Devin here to break that down for us and what they feel about the news. I'm just going to go over some roster moves, guys. You let me know where to stop here um, and what you think is going to have uh, the biggest fantasy impact uh, when it comes to the 2020. 23 year um let's start off with the old glory dc because i feel like they were making big moves Ooh. heading into uh heading into this week uh we'll start off with a guy that had a pretty big fantasy impact last year um a guy that is going to be officially returning for the 2023 year finishing 15th overall in our fantasy uh rugby rankings with 61.3 total fantasy points that is center for old glory dc junior sow he will be returning for the 2023 year, um, hey, uh, we saw it on uh, on Twitter. I think it was Steven who mentioned it there that he he's excited to draft him for his league coming up. So as soon as he saw the re-signing there, he's ready to lock him in in there. Uh, yeah, I was trying to shoddy their picks, but hey, big sign was, for Gordy C. Yeah, I was pretty surprised with this one because I thought that he went on to sign, go back to league. So I thought he went back to league in 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 in, uh, in England. And then I was kind of surprised to see him sign back on. But, hey, it's great to have him back. He's going to be a huge impact player. And, again, I feel like that kind of fits in the whole mold, Matt, that we're talking about in terms of, you know, the MLR is not only attracting, I guess, you know, guys from overseas and, and higher-level rugby talent, but it appears that uh, people are willing to stay. And people think that the MLR is worth staying for instead of moving on to maybe um, some other leagues that may have a little bit more exposure than what the MLR does currently have right now. So yep. um, uh, pretty pretty cool to see. Uh, the the Gold Glory DC moves that I really do want to talk about, though, because I think we know the impact that Junior Sal is going to have. Obviously, a big one. He's going to be one of the top drafted guys in the 2023 fantasy year. Year, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. hey, we made a prediction earlier in the year with all of the Argentinian uh, front office moves that the Dallas Jackals were making. We thought the Dallas yeah. Jackals were going to be the, uh-uh. uh, the Argentina away from Argentina. But it looks uh-huh. like Old Glory DC is actually going to be uh, the Argentinian, I guess. what What's a good one? We, I mean, we had the Old Boy All Blacks. We had the... Uh, oh, the, look, the, the name the is the perfect. Old, old, old Glory Argentina. That's what it is. There Just name and how uh, we see it. <laughs> well, we got Lataro Bavaro. That's a pretty dope name. Lataro that Bavaro. Awesome. Uh, that will be joining uh, Old Glory DC. Um, he has played for the Jaguares in Super Rugby, uh, the Hindu Club in the URBA, and has represented Argentina on the national stage. He is a back row player. And then I'll also add that they are also signing Argentinian center Furman Martinez, um, who has played for the Belgrano Athletic Club for the URBA Ooh. Top 13. So two Argentinians that will be joining the Old Glory DC Club. Um, big signings here, Maddie. Is that what you see here? Yeah, I mean, just two big signings along with the signing the last week that we already talked about of Tito Bonilla. Um, and, and look, this this team seems to be really just pulling all their Argentinian, Argentinian connections. And uh, those guys play, and I said it already, those guys play an awesome brand of rugby, so. I'll be excited to see the the jump that Old Glory DC can make this year. Absolutely. So that 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 was the big Old Glory DC signings. They were kind of headlining this past week with regards to roster moves with uh, those three big signings. Uh, one that basically just came out after we re released last week's episode. Uh, Lucas Rumble re-signing with the Toronto Arrows as well. Obviously, that's a guy that's been a mm-hmm. staple of that team. He's a guy that was mentioned in our interview with Andrew Quatran. Uh, just the impact that he's had with the Toronto Arrows. A guy that has been there basically since day one. Uh, with that team, um, he'll be returning uh, to the Arrows for a, a fifth season. Um, he he's basically featured in 39 matches, 37 of which, which is nuts, 37 of which he started um, since being in with the Toronto Arrows in their inaugural season in 2019. So, um, and then this is a guy that obviously is a big tackler. He's a he's a oh, he's a if we have tackles and a, steals, yeah, he's, he's going to be up the there. breakdowns. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and a guy that is just one of those typical back row gritty hard workers that uh, yeah if we do some of those stat changes that we mentioned in our, our past episodes he's going to be a guy that's going to greatly benefit from that yeah. so well Lucas Rumble and, join the arrows and while we're on the arrows uh, i think just before the show or today the arrows brought back a canadian eligible irishman shane o'leary who's already had some caps with with canada but um yeah he's had some times in in kind of the the division two leagues ealing trial finders i think he was with 
at one point over in England and uh, he's made his way back and, and kind of one of the fantasy impacts that I'm thinking about is, you know, what does that mean for Sam Malcolm? What does that mean for Will yeah. Kelly? You know, these guys are guys that were probably on roster. Well, Sam Malcolm definitely on a roster, but yeah, Will yeah. Kelly was, was on a roster when he was slotting in to start. Um, you know, what does that mean for those guys? And kind of interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Absolutely. And uh, moving on here to a couple last signs that I think will have a bigger impact. And then I'll just roll through uh, some of the other quicker ones. And you guys can stop me at any point, which you think are, are big ones. But uh, two more moves that I wanted to cover was that the Warriors uh, signing uh, one Hunga Havili. I pr- I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. You got the Havili. Uh, I got the Havili. Uh, oh, Hunga. They even have the pronunciation from you. Thank you, Hunga. Warriors. Uh, Hunga Havili. Pretty dope name as well. Uh, multi-year contract with the Utah Warriors. So, Vandy, um, get yeah, to know that name very feel. quickly. Uh, second row player um, awesome. that is joining this team. Uh, he's awesome. a guy that uh, spent four years in Perth playing for the Perth Spirit and the Western Force in Super Rugby. So, he has that professional experience. Should be able to bring uh, kind of that professional pedigree to the Utah Warriors as well. We'll see how he does there. And then a big one that I want to move on to here is Angus Cottrell has uh, called it a career. Um, uh, he will um, hanging up the cleats, won't be uh, playing rugby, at least from a professional standpoint, any longer. Um, this is a guy that really didn't have a fantasy impact last season. He was really on a on a sad note, uh, one of the bigger busts of of the uh, of the twenty twenty through twenty twenty two year, um, only racking up ten point nine fantasy points from a guy that I think uh, the prior year before our inaugural season when we were coming out with the rankings um, heading into our first year was you know undoubtedly one of the top picks in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a guy that was scoring tries, so involved in the offense. Uh, he's a back row player. Back row. So he was scoring a lot of tries. Um, I, I believe I, I can pull it up here. He was, yeah, he was picked with a third overall pick. That's what um, I thought because yeah. I was going to pick him, and then I got Joe. yeah, yeah, the the third overall pick um, uh, in in uh, in, kiss, in that uh, in in that twenty uh, twenty two season. So um, yeah, hanging up the cleats won't be making that impact at least from a fantasy perspective anymore. But hey, um, a, a pretty solid career from Angus Cottrell. Um, obviously, had an impact with the Giltinis. Um, for, Probably for leaving because the team's well. folded. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it is, it is interesting to see where, where that all plays into that situation. But uh, yeah, uh, Cottrell, no more uh, professional rugby playing days for him. All right, quickly here as we wrap up the show, I know uh, we're, we're running a little bit long here, um, but uh, I'm going to just name out some other roster moves that have happened here, and then you guys stop me at any point. We did mention the Dougie Fife move last episode. Um, I just wanted to update that it is also in exchange for 2023 cap considerations going to the Free Jacks way. So um, in exchange for that, uh, they'll, I guess, have a little bit more money to play around. We talked about Yuri Van Vuren. Um, in addition to Lucas Rumble um, uh, returning to the Toronto Arrows, Mason Flesh is also returning to the Arrows. Uh, Connor Young is going to uh, the New England Free Jacks. Uh, Facundo Gaddis, he'll be going and returning to Old Glory DC, the Uruguayan, having a pretty big impact with the club there. So a couple of South American. little flavor being added there to, uh, to Old Glory DC in addition to Facundo Gaddis. Uh, with those Argentinian additions. Uh, Cole Keith, he's going to uh, the uh, New England Free Jacks in exchange for uh, 2023 cap considerations, which is New England Canadians. New England, yeah. apparently, right? All the Canadians are going to uh, to New England. So he'll be teaming up with uh, Andrew Quatron there. So a couple of arrows uh, interjecting themselves into the Free Jacks club. Uh, Jason uh, Potros is joining the New England Free Jacks as well from the Taranaki Bulls. Bulls is uh, what they're called. Uh, Kellen Gordon also retiring. And then Quentin Newcomer. He will be going to Old Glory DC from the New England Free Jacks hey, for he- 2023 cap considerations and a 2023 second round pick. He's, is he a newcomer? He's a newcomer for Old Glory DC. Yeah. Oh, he's a newcomer though. We're finishing it off with that type of joke, eh, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're sitting here, eh? Terrible. Uh, oh, we'll you're doing so well. Kellen Gordon. <laughs> Apparently, he helped build the Seattle Wall that won a shield for Seattle in seasons one and two. He's retiring. So, did your in, did your insider tell you that? Yeah. One sec. What would you say, Ryan? <laughs> Adam Schefter over here Very breaking good. the inside knowledge for Kellen Gordon. You know what? Yeah, That's hey, why we no have you around, Vandy. That's why we have you around, man. Hey, look, look. Matt. Gordon and Cottrell, they're new leavers. 
Quentin, he's a newcomer. <laughs> oh my god. All right, that's it. All right. Well, great conversation with Seth Purdy. Hey, um I want out of here. <laughs> I do want to leave the show on this point. I've been getting a whole bunch of messages <sighs> from some of our viewers and some of our listeners about the prospects of a league being expanded, how people can join a league, how they can get involved in fantasy MLR, how can they find themselves a team to experience the uh this whole uh wave of trying to make fantasy rugby a possibility in the MLR. Let me tell you all, there is stuff happening in the works. We are trying to expand it as best as we can. Obviously, uh, the big bottleneck here is a logistics situation of trying Come to along. find the best that. way to uh, to get you uh, and distribute the fantasy stats as efficiently as possible to the most amount of people. And when we can um, uh, get what we're working on developed to do that, the possibilities are endless. We're going to have everyone playing fantasy rugby, and we can't wait to get to that point. But uh, like I mentioned to everyone that reached out to us on social media about the possibility of leagues, um, something is in the works. You'll want to follow us at the Fantasy Ruckers, Twitter, Instagram. Continue watching the show, supporting the show. We really do appreciate it. Those are the spots where you're going to hear first about the, uh, the, 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 the first leagues that open up to the general public. And, and we're so excited for when that, uh, that could happen. We're excited about the idea of that happening. Believe me, um, we'll be pumped to uh, bring even more people into the fantasy mix and helping it really become a reality in the MLR. And it's only going to do that by you, the listeners, and you, the viewers, supporting us and supporting fantasy rugby as a whole because it's been an awesome uh, journey so far and it's a journey that's going to continue for hopefully many seasons to come. You guys having an arm wrestle? That you guys are ridiculous. You know, you guys, you guys are real cute. You know, as much as you guys bicker on the show, it really is like taking care of uh, of uh, a disgruntled married couple. Honestly, it really. You know what? Really you know is. what our big our big spite is right now. The MLR hasn't sent us a letter. Yeah, or that's a true. beer sponsor. <laughs> or you know, Davin told us where Gilly is. Where Gilly is? That's yeah. That's the the, the big question. We're uh, we're still on the we're still on the Gilly hunt. Apparently, that is us. But uh, all right, wait. You guys, any got anything else? I think it's time to wrap up the show. I don't think you guys have anything else to say. Yeah, unless you want another dad joke, then I'm. You better no, close the show up. Pretty we got to wrap this up quick. All right, for Matt Yee, for Devin Vandy Vanderpool, I'm Ryan Yee. Make sure you stay tuned with us every single week. We're going to continue having more interviews. We're going to continue bringing you those deep dive fantasy stats that we've been able to get our uh, our hands on. And I'm pretty sure, guys, the next episode that we're going to have with regards to those stats is going to be putting it all together and how it looks like for a 2023 year if we're able to have those stats. So you'll want to look out for that episode too. So, uh, hey, like I said, for Matt, for Devin, for Ryan, we are the Fantasy Rockers, and make sure you tune in next week for another episode of the Fantasy Rockers Show. Sam Gola, come on the show. You've been listening to the Fantasy Rockers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at The Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is The Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.